Welcome to the Peace at Home podcast. I'm your co-host, Sinan. And I'm Jamie. And we are without Ben, sadly, because they have a job. Yeah, but we still uh, have music by Jordan. That's right, we still do have that. So, you know, pluses and minuses. Swings and roundabouts, Me- isn't it? Yeah. The minus is really the music. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, so... We we didn't really do any of the stuff I wanted to do in the last episode, did we? No, we got a little sidetracked. Yeah, what, were we, what did we get sidetracked by? I've completely what, forgotten. What didn't we get sidetracked by? Yeah, we just steadfastly refused to do our job <laughs> for an entire hour. Yeah. Which I have to say is a lot fewer hours than I steadfastly refused to do my actual job. So, you know, I shouldn't say that. I am back on. I am back at the work factory tomorrow. Rip. After 10 days in a row of not having to deal with work. Oh shit, I need to watch a film before Praxis Cast tomorrow. What film? Uh, oh, oh, this will be out. This is coming out Wednesday, is it? Yeah, this is coming out Wednesday. Right, well, if you listen to this, you can tune in to Praxis Cast tomorrow, as if, and um, mm-hmm. hear us t- chat shit about fucking uh, playing. With, oh! With Big Jerry Hate Crime, what you call him? Yeah, that's uh, not a film I would voluntarily watch. No. I, uh, yeah, I, mean, oh, yeah, a, I was, I was on I can't Praxis imagine. Cast, I can't imagine it isn't dog shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should mention I was on Praxis Cast, uh, so you should go listen to the one that I was on, because yeah. Rob somehow got a review copy of one of the worst books that I've ever had to sit through being lectured about. I like to imagine it was a heist. That's the thing. I have no clue he how says, he got it. Like, he says he was up a mountain, like, on holiday for a couple of weeks, but he was actually, like, raiding the fucking vault of the publishers. It must have been something like that. It was fucking wild to me that he got that. But, you know. Yeah. It, it's like, it, it's, like a, it's Dutch, a Dutch Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was serious. So... Uh, we need to actually talk about some of the stuff I want to talk about, but because we're being slightly topical, I guess we should talk about the election in Turkey and yeah. where we're at now. Uh, the the uh, the truth is that I'm not convinced there's been a lot of movement in the polls, to be honest. Which is obviously the only way you can understand politics is by looking at a line on the graph, right? That's what I've been told by. Yes. Uh, that's the Quite. sensible, the sensible way to do it. The grown-ups use. I'm told. Yeah, that's that's what I'm told as well. Uh, but it does look like uh, the opposition might have shat the bed a little bit. Oops. Although to be fair, it like that's polls what op- in Turkey. That's what oppositions do lately. It's very yeah, much the polls, trend. Yeah, polls in Turkey are fucking bullshit anyway. I wouldn't worry about it. But what has happened that's interesting is uh, basically. The deadline has passed for, like, parties to decide whether they're running on other party lists. So, like, uh, this is not, like, unusual or new. In Turkey, if you are a political party, you can choose to run you run your candidates on a list of another party. Like, this has been done before, right? Right. Uh, before this new system. So, people think it's... Some people think it's, like, a thing of this new system where they're like, oh, well, they're in a formal alliance, so they run some of their people on their list. This has happened before. The Democratic Left Party, who will be relevant a bit later to this part of the story, um, ran on the Republican People Party list once upon a time. Yeah. So this, this has been done before, but 
basically what the what the, each of the alliances have tried to do is they've tried to consolidate to as few lists as possible so that there are as few wasted votes as possible. Okay. Because basically, even even if your alliance gets more than ten percent of the vote, which or seven percent, I forget which threshold applies to them. Even if your alliance gets past that threshold, you still need to get the you know number of votes in a particular area to get awarded an MP. Right. And for some of these parties, that's just not fucking happening, right? Like for um, Sadet Partisi, the the SP, right? Who are that religious party I mentioned? They're running on the Republican People Party list because they're not going to get MPs otherwise. Yeah. Because they just they just not they're just not popular. People don't like them, you know. People don't like them efficiently enough in specific places, I guess, is more of a problem. Yeah. So, basically, each of the alliances have consolidated their list. So, the, um, the government alliance, if you will, the AKP alliance, uh, what, uh, the pe- called the People's Alliance, because, you know, everything is Star Wars. <laughs> Just relevant to the bonus episode, I guess. Um, so, they're, they have, they're running three lists. The AKP list, go figure. The MHP list, which is the fascist party list, and the BBP list, which is also a fascist party. Well, that's which, handy. Yeah, it's it's can really never weird. have enough. Can never have enough of those things lying around. No, well, there, there's even a separate fucking fascist party alliance anyway. So I'm really fucking not excited for this. But they they but the AKP has also had. Uh, do you remember we talked about Hudapar, the um the party that's like the, ta- the you know that has like a T- potential ties to a group called Hezbollah. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're on that. They're on. They're running on the AKP list because they're not popular, right? Enough to get seats. Aye. And also, interestingly, the DSP, the Democratic Left Party, is running on the AKP list. Hmm. And this is like this is so. This seems unimportant because we've sort of glossed over a lot of context. But the Democratic Left Party was, uh, you know, um, that left-wing prime minister we mentioned in the sort of fast-forward, Bilantezhevit, yeah. or left-wing in quotes, right? Huh. That was his party. That was when that was the party he was the leader of when he became prime minister the second time in the nineties, right? And basically, the thing that's happened is the party. I think they've just opportunistically gone, you know what, we're not going to get MPs uh, if, we, if, we join the, uh, if we join the opposition alliance, but we could maybe get a few if we join the government alliance and then just sort of betray them once we get the MPs. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this is like big for Erdogan, because Erdogan can now go, look, I have support from across the political spectrum. I have transcended politics. <laughs> I have the left and the fascists on my side. <laughs> Like I'm not, ki- I'm not kidding. It is like yeah, that is like symbol. It is symbolically important. Lev- levitating above everyone, you know what I mean. Powered by his own like magnificent but, centrism. Yeah, but well, but in a sense, like if you think about the other alliance, right? It ranges from like no- nominally far right to center left, because it's not about like normal politics has been kind of suspended, if you yeah. like, because. Everything in politics. This election is about Erdogan and how much of a fucking clown or not you think he is. And whether you think he's useful or not to your political ends. Right. So, like, Hudapar are, like, a socially well, conservative Islamist for the record, uh, Kurdish interest party, right? For the record, I think he's a lot of clown and he's not particularly useful to my political interests. Yes. 
Democratic Left Party. I mean, the Democratic Left Party. You know, they're they're like a they're like a hollowed out institution. Their current leader is like um, is kind of like if I, I'm trying to think of like the most nothing. You know, like those Labour backbenchers who have been MPs since like 1992 and have fewer Twitter followers than me. Yeah, it's well, like no, if one but, of well, but there there is you. there there are a couple. <laughs> Um, I'm not kidding. There are a couple that are legit like that. Um, it's like if one of them became leader of the Labour Party and the Labour Party had zero MPs. Yeah. Like after, well, let's fingers crossed. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, but it's like that basically. And the, the guy is a complete no mark. Uh, remember, the, I mentioned the, the Democratic um, left. Oh, sorry. Go the, ahead. The, the Democratic left. Democratic left party have a guy that didn't prosecute Savile as well. <laughs> well, I mean, logically speaking, yeah, I mean, he didn't prosecute Savile, but he also wasn't a prosecutor in well, charge of prosecuting how Savile. How convenient. So, yeah, well, <laughs> the Labour Party now running anti-democratic left party <laughs> ads. <laughs> but, 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 but seriously, um, it, you know, the, um, basically the Democratic Left Party ran 13 candidates on the Republican People Party list way back in that election I mentioned before. Uh-huh. Uh, and this guy wasn't even one of the 13. Like, even after the party became a nothing party, this guy wasn't even one of the top 13 people. Yeah. Right? That's how much of a fucking loser this guy is. Now, imagine this loser does an alliance with Erdogan. Party senior party figures are saying Ezevit would be rolling in his grave. And um, he would be, probably. But because I don't think he would be very pro Erdogan. But, and he's facing resignations from the party over the decision. So now this, the drama of, like, this essentially, like, hollowed out husk of a party is, 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 now just in, is now just the funniest thing going on. And I mean funny, because, like, relatively speaking, because there's been some serious stuff going on, which we will get to. But the, the opposition alliance are only running two lists, the Republican People's Party list and yeah. the E-Party, which is the good party, which is led by the fascist, former fascist, fascist. You're never really a former fascist, but uh, <laughs> um, Meral Akshaner, who my parent, my mum is like, it's important not to forget what she did. What did she do? Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> if, if it becomes relevant, we'll talk about it in the election stuff. But for now, we'll have to save it for later. Uh, but there, but the, uh, all of the minor parties in that list, and you're going to, uh, an old favorite is going to reappear, are all running on the Republican People's Party list because they're, you know, the bigger party, they're more electorally successful. They have more places they can put people. Yeah, when you, say, it, a, when you say an old favourite as well, I'm going to be very disappointed when it's not BAP. No, it's not BAP. BAP, unfortunately, have not resurrected for the, <laughs> uh, for the general election. But the, um, it's the GP, um, the, basically the future party. There's a DEVA, which is... Uh, what are they? They're like the Democracy and Something party. They're fucking... Democracy and Progress party. There you go. Um, this SP, which is that Islamist party. And the Democrat Party. Oh, they're back, baby. The Democrat <laughs> Party are back. I'm going to get so confused because the other party I get them confused with is on another list. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, that's obviously a very confused list because you've got all of these weird... Basically, the, the, um, the Future Party and the uh, Democracy and Progress Party are founded by former AKP people. So it's a bit like if Change UK was formed just from... Tw- well, it's kind of like if the Brexit party ran on, uh, like, the Liberal Democrats, like, slate. Yeah. It's a bit like that. 
It's although not at all like that as well at the same time, but it's uh, it's it's fucking weird. Let's put it that way. It's fucking weird, and it's even a former prime minister. The uh, the future party is led by Ahmed Davutoglu, who we will mention in this episode because he is a, a pretty catastrophic loser, even by the standards of his. Uh, well, he's probably the only loser in the history of this political party, so that's pretty good. I love to be the only one to lose from my political party. Which I guess is kind of what Shinzo Abe is as well. Because he was probably the only one to lose. Oh no wait, he got ousted before they lost. Damn it. I couldn't even get one final shot off on Abe. <laughs> anyway, let's not focus too hard on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, so basically it's what you expected, right? Opposition alliance, pretty standard. Oh. Then there's the Labour and Freedom Alliance, which is an alliance which was formed by the HDP which is the Kurdish interests sort of left-wing party. But they're afraid their party's going to get banned before the election. So they're running on the, the list of a minor party called the Green Left Party, Yeshil Sol Partisi, um, which is probably a clever tactic because that party doesn't have any of the potential ties that could get them banned other than the fact that HDB people are running on their list. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. fine. But that list is, uh, let's see, who is it consisting of there? So the green left list consists of the HDP, who normally what would happen is all of these small parties would run on the HDP list, as they did before, but it just, they're afraid of getting banned, so they're not doing it. Um, Then it's the Labourist Movement Party, that Marxist-Leninist party we mentioned last time. Mm -hmm. Then it's the Labour Party, but not that Labour Party. And then a party called the Social Freedom Party. Or the Collective Freedom Party. It's kind of a weird name, actually. That's a bit of a weird official English name they have. But it does spell top, but with O's with the umlaut on it. So, you know, that's pretty fun. (laughs) And then you have... uh, So they're running two lists. So they're running the Green Left list, and they're running the Workers' Party of Turkey list. Uh, Which, Workers' Party of Turkey are... um, Yeah, they're they're the ones who are endorsing uh, Kılıç Daroğlu, the the opposition uh, presidential, main opposition opposition candidate, because their alliance isn't running, you know, anyone for president, because they don't want to fuck with stuff. And yeah, there are a couple of minor minor lists. The one that I'm going to mention, obviously I could mention the Socialist Forces one, but I don't see them, like, getting many votes, but the point is not to hold bourgeois office, I don't think. But there's the obviously the other fascist alliance, the ancestral alliance. The thing is, if you, don't, ha- if you don't hold bourgeois office, you'll never make a difference to like the working man. You've got well, to win, uh, you've got to win power first before you do nothing. Yeah, I guess. Um, but the uh, but another party, an old favorite, is in the ancestral alliance, the Justice Party. Yay. So we've managed to get like both of the parties. I get confused with each other into politics again. And there's a bunch of, like, no-name, nothing parties running, including the, uh... Where's that fucking dickhead's party? The, the, I really fucking hate... Oh, yeah, Homeland Party, but led by Moharam Inja. He's getting fucking... He got fucking owned really badly uh, by the press, which is quite bad, because he's running for president. And they asked him, like, okay, so in the second round, uh, who are you going to endorse? He's, like, the main opposition candidate. And then everyone was like, okay, but, like, dude, why are you running then? Just endorse him now, and then you might win in the first round, and we won't get fucked in the second round. And, and yeah. he just didn't have an answer for it, apparently. <laughs> he was just like, uh, I'm bald. <laughs> like, that's what he said. <laughs> I mean, he is bald. 
like yeah. just to just just to prove I'm not lying. <laughs> he is bald. And, but he didn't actually say that. That was very that was very mean of me. He's he is quite politically bald and also has a reputation for being a bit of a cunt. <laughs> Uh, he, he was. I mentioned the joke, didn't I? That uh, someone made about him in my uh, in in my oh, family, yeah. who was like, if he was any good at physics, he would have been a physicist, not a physics teacher. <laughs> yeah. When I was planning to maybe become a physics teacher, because I was so like unemployed. Yeah, I hear. I hear becoming a teacher is bad. You shouldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. So there's been a few society. Things. I mean, society is. Like advanced beyond the need for teachers, I think we've got YouTube now. Just let yeah. the kids let give the kids also, an iPad and let them get on with it. Yeah, I um, I was uh, I was just looking something up. Uh, it was uh, so basically there have been uh, so in Turkey things do happen in elections. It will shock you to know. And one of the things that happens quite a bit is uh, that uh, oftentimes political party headquarters get attacked with guns. People just shoot at them. And um, the E Party had a had a had a bit of a shooting attack, and it turns out that uh, what had happened. So the, the bullets had hit the building, and uh, Akshener, who's the leader of the E Party, just like fucking lambasted Erdogan because he she assumed he was behind the attack, or the AKP people were behind the attack. Now, yeah. normally, I would be like, yes, absolutely, this is what's happened, and to be fair. It usually is what happens. But it turns out what happened was, uh, apparently, this is the official story, is that uh, basically a night security guard basically uh, panicked because he saw a burglar, tried to shoot them, and missed horribly and hit the building. <laughs> and Erdogan well, just came out and was just insisting on an apology. That's, I mean, that's plausible because a building is quite large, but a burglar is very small. Yeah, exactly. Uh I, I, I absolutely I one hundred percent uh I one hundred percent believe every version of this story. Both the true and <laughs> fake one. But obviously the Republican People's Party also had uh, gunfire. Uh there were six or seven bullets fired at the building. Which uh is 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 what I would call suboptimal. Yeah. That's that's not ideal. Maybe maybe that shouldn't happen. Maybe we shouldn't be shooting at the Republican People Party headquarters. Otherwise, if people are wondering like where we're at election-wise in terms of who's going to win, who's going to lose, it looks like I haven't seen any polls for uh, since all the lists got announced. Basically, so we don't know how like the new list shit has has affected everything, right? Yeah. Because obviously, some people might be like a HDP, but I don't know what the fuck the the Green Left is and stuff like that, right? So, so we don't know how the new list stuff has affected people yet, because I haven't seen a poll released. But uh, as of right now, it looks like in Parliament that the AKP list is going to probably not have a majority on its own. Which is good news. You don't want them to have a majority on their own. And basically what's going to have to happen is the Nation Alliance, which is the opposition one, and the Labour and uh, Freedom Alliance are gonna have to come to some sort of deal, right? Because the because the like the the um the ancestral alliance are fucking te- polling dog shit, and as much as Maharaminja would love to have you believe that his uh his his homeland party is gonna do well, uh, while they had like an initial like spike, 
Which is why he's running for president, by the way. He's only running for president because he wants to try and get his party above 7%. He is not running because he thinks he can win. He's running because he thinks he outperformed his political party at the last presidential election because of the sheer force of his personality. Right. Which he didn't. That's not why. That's <laughs> not why. It's, it's because Mara Akshana looked like a fucking lunatic during that, um, during that election campaign. But, and, and, and also because, like, he seemed kind of normal, but he completely shedded being normal pretty much the day after that election. So he's lost, like, the one thing that made him seem vaguely palatable to Turkish people and is now just running as a niche, sort of, like, centrist, dipshit nationalist. Right. Which is, which is very funny to me. It's not working. It's not working. If he gets above 7%, I'm not going to do like that Limmy tweet about... Um, <laughs> <laughs> about yeah, I would advise I'm, not. But I'm not going to do that Limmy tweet, I promise. But Because like, <laughs> he... he uh, well, he's, he's asking for specific definitions, I think. Yeah. Um, as, as is his right to do. But he, he's... Um, yeah. Fair to say, I, I'm not, fair to say I, I misjud- I, misjudged that slightly. Yeah, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't think his party's going to get above 7%. I think it's very unlikely. I think that, I think that you're probably going to end up with the same parties in Parliament, or same lists, let's yeah. say, because there will be new parties in Parliament by virtue of the list system. And also because the Green, um, the green Left is now a new list that will be in there. But functionally, the same lists will be in Parliament, right? Right. I mean, it's good, of the, it's good of the Green Left to just sort of let the HDP give him a hand here, really. But, but yeah, it, it, and plus polls in Turkey are fucking notoriously inaccurate anyway, so I wouldn't worry about them. Presidential election, it's looking close. So we've got the final, we've got the final <laughs> candidate list. Sorry, What's man. Up? Sorry, someone's just, someone just sent me a screenshot of a tweet and I have lost all composure. I'm sorry. Okay, put it in the episode notes. I need to see it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do think that very much. I'm so amazing. sorry, so sorry to listen to this, but that might be the greatest thing I've ever... I have to describe this now. Yeah. Okay, okay. So for people, I have to explain this now. Uh, sorry to take a detour briefly from, uh, from, the vari- from the presidential... Okay, let me just summarize the presidential election. It looks like Kılıçdaroğlu, who is the opposition candidate, will probably edge out Erdogan in the first round, and it will go to a runoff, and it looks like there's enough anti Erdogan sentiment out there that he will win in a runoff, but also uh, elections in Turkey aren't fair. So, you know, uh, make of that what you will. Now, it's time to describe what the fuck it is I just saw. (laughs) So, for people who are not from the UK or who are just sort of switched off the UK, uh, we have a politician called Keir Starmer who sounds like this. And I'm not kidding, that voice does sound pretty much bang on like him. And he's the leader of the Labour Party. And his Labour Party ran an ad basically associating Rishi Sunak, who is uh, of Indian descent, uh, with uh, basically being a nonce defender. 
And that has a lot of uncomfortable implications, especially given some of the stuff in Britain around like grooming gangs and stuff yeah. like that, and who people now. Of course, I. It, it turns out that grooming the people most likely to be grooming children in the UK are white people. That's right. Um, so a fucking stunning revelation there. But uh, a lot of people have got it in their head that it's specifically Asian men who are doing all of it, and so they did this ad where they uh, so they put like Rishi Sunak's like grinning jug like face next to like an ad that says. Do you think say, uh, adults convicted of sexually assaulting pr- uh, children should go to prison or jail or whatever? I forget the exact wording. Yeah. What The Guardian have done here is because of the way their sort of automatic image uh, Chiron thing works, is they've written out this ad with Rishi Shunak's gunning face with, do you think adults convicted of sexually assaulting children should go to The Guardian Opinions? <laughs> 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 to which I would say, yes, <laughs> I do think they should go there. That's that's a better punishment than I could ever devise. I know. If that doesn't encourage you to stop mis- misbehaving, I don't know what will. <laughs> I don't think it's misbehaving. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, such an, under- that's, that's an understatement. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. All right. That was your Turkish election update and also Guardian update, I guess. <laughs> so, the stuff I wanted to talk about last time. Uh, so, there, I, I want to kind of cover a little, a brief period of time. So, I want to go from 2013 onwards. So, Jamie, I don't know if you remember around 2013, there were a lot of uh, protests in Turkey. Quite, quite big protests. They were in I the news. I don't remember what happened this morning mate so 2013 yeah. might be might be a stretch of my cognitive abilities 10 years ago imagine 10 years ago that's impossible no one was alive back then yeah exactly this this is this is true no one was alive 10 years ago so there were a lot of protests in turkey and i suppose to kind of understand where we're coming from with that uh there were quite there have been protests against the AKP before this, right? They, they obviously were. In 2007, there was a protest. I think we did mention that in the last episode. And the thing is, I described it as like, you know, the people trying to kill Julius Caesar to restore the Republic. They were not like a threat to the state in that way. They were trying to stop the state from being co-opted in their minds. The, the thing is that 2013 got a much, much harsher response. So Gezi Park protests, or the protests, 2013 protests in Turkey, or whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's kind of funny, because it began with a protest against a development of a, of a mall. So a mall wanted to... Uh, not a mall wanted to. A company wanted to build a mall. And, and the thing is, Turkey has this construction boom, right? It's part of the reason why this recent earthquake was so bad is because of the, the regulatory demands of having a construction boom means that, you know, you cut corners. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing that's happened is that the, the, they wanted to build a mall, a shopping center, in a place called Gezi Park. Now, Gezi Park was not like a beloved park, but it was a bit of dwindling green space in a city that's just increasingly being paved over by malls. Yeah. And a lot of the malls are fucking half empty at the time, and still are, I think, to be honest. So, 
a bunch of environmentalist protesters show up and they just kind of hang out there and you know they do a sit-in they they do a camp out there and the police come and they clear them out and the thing is these are not like these are not like big you know big protests this is not like a million people have shown up and camped in the park right mm-hmm. it's just like a small number of people have just like about 50 people have camped in the park to prevent the demolition and then the police come in and use tear gas to disperse them and then burn their tent and just try to try and let them bulldoze the park that seems uh proportionate yeah uh in fact there's a very very famous image that came out of this sort of initial period of it because people were pissed generally because the akp started doing like you know really weird quite intense stuff uh, including uh so turkey so the ak in turkey like may day protests you know on may 1st they yeah. were not like allowed for a long time and they and whenever they happen there's always a fight right there's always a fight between police and other people and they were just particularly beefy fights that year i don't know what it was about the year and there's this iconic image from when they're clearing out the park, which is the woman in red, right? Getting, yeah. getting pepper sprayed by the, uh, by the cop there. Once again, proving that cops are, in fact, bad. Uh, is, that, is that pepper spray? Because it looks like a fucking water cannon the way her hair's going there. Nah, it's, it's pepper spray. I mean, she you, was, see, you can see spray. it's a handheld thing, so it must be pepper spray, but it's got some fucking heft to it. Yeah, they, they use, like, the, you know, the, the Chinese version of it in, uh, in Turkey, so... You know, the straight, straight, the most powerful version. And people start camping out for real in the park at that point. Like, a lot of people start showing up, yeah. including, like, MPs. Uh, there's an MP, Surya Under, who, um, who goes out to join the protesters and stuff like that. And people start coming out in force because the police have overreacted so badly. And this basically spiraled into about a year of protesting. Like, fully a year. And there's lots of, like, iconic moments. Like, the official sort of, like, dating for it is, like, May to August. But protests carried on after. Like, of various types. Yeah. And it, and there's lots of, like, iconic moments. Like, the time the football fans... We mentioned this in the bonus. The football fans stole the bulldozer and used it to tip over the uh, the police water cannon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and just, like, stuff like that, right? Lots of iconic stuff, lots of, um, even, even like, you even have, like, this iconic image of a whirling dervish showing up and, uh, and performing in a gas mask in front of the protesters, which I think is a fucking dope image right there. That's a look, like. Yeah, I know, yeah, and there's, um, and a lot of people came out, and part of the reason why this was such a fret, in a way, and it was quite a big break in the, um, for Erdogan, like, this was, this, there's a sort of hypothesis that goes that this is where, like, it properly went wrong for him. Yeah. Like, it was going wrong before, but, like, you know, it was, it was, like, policy stuff, like, um, you know, uh, there was a restriction on purchasing alcohol, uh, from, like, roadside vendors, which, like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing that, right? <laughs> um, right. especially not while you're driving. Uh, you know, the government <laughs> tried to make abortion basically illegal. Like, you know, they did the American thing of, like, regulating it to yeah. basically choke it out and stuff. 
So they're like, it's not, no, we're not, we're not Islamists. We've not, uh, we've not banned abortion. We've just made it very hard to get. And they, uh, they built this fucking obnoxious fucking mosque that I, that no one fucking liked. No one fucking liked, basically. Um, it was, it was a very fucking gauche and fucking embarrassing, uh, thing to do. And that was the main thing, which was that they were embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was an attack, uh, there was a terror attack in um in Rehanla in uh near the Syrian border which killed 52 people and wounded 140 and uh the there was sort of a thing where the go- this is during Turkey's like quite significant involvement in Syria which we've had to gloss over because like wow have we had to hurry the fuck up yeah but but like Turkey is heavily involved in Syria it is occupying parts of Syria it is doing so specifically to fuck over Kurdish people, basically. And also because it's got mad beef with Bashar al-Assad. Even though Erdogan was, like, quite soft on him initially. But anyway, we're not gonna... We're not gonna... We're not gonna dwell too much on that. Uh, and the thing about this attack in Rehanla is that protesters started coming out in Rehanla as well. So you're getting a lot of stuff intersecting at the same time. Right. And obviously more and more people are getting grievances. And remember that Turkish hacker group we mentioned, Red Hack? Yes. A lot, it's all coming together. They released some documents that apparently stated that the Turkish intelligence services and like all of the associated ministries knew the attack would be happening a month in advance and just allowed the attack to happen. I mean, Which, yeah. That's a bit, uh, bit George Bush of them. Yeah. And there's, there's all sorts of stuff like this. Like, um, you know, the third Bosphorus Bridge was going to be named the Yavuz Selim Bridge. Uh, Yavuz Selim is, um, is Suleiman the Magnificent's dad. Uh, and he, uh, basically, uh, Yavuz Selim is kind of famous for killing lots of Alevis. Alevis are like the Shia Muslims in Turkey. Right. Uh, so, like, Alevis are like 20% of Turkey's population, and they were obviously like... And, they mo- and, and so, like, the stereotype is they mostly vote for the Republican People's Party. Um... Which is, I suppose, as far as statistical data goes, is true. I just don't care. Yeah. But yeah, so so they were now pissed off, and then you had um, the government decided not to extend LGBT. Basically, there was a debate in Parliament about extending LGBT rights. They said no. The government was like, no. In fact, we do not want to treat LGBT people like people. And basically, Erdogan kind of gets mad about people being mad about the alcohol restrictions and goes oh yeah um why why are you respecting the law of two drunkards when uh you know this this law is from religion you should be obeying the religion and a lot of people thought that the reference to drunkards was Ataturk and Inonu yeah which is a bold move I would say, but people, basically a lot of stuff intersected he shore off a lot of goodwill with a lot of groups so, like, if you look at the groups described for, like, anti-government protesters, obviously you had, like, political parties, right? You know, Republican People's Party joined, the Turkish Communist Party joined, uh, you know, the Labour Party, um, even, like, nationalist parties, you know, left party, yeah. the, um, the, the Liberal Democrats with the stoned dolphin logo joined. Uh, even, like, um, like, really, really horrible, like, you know, nationalist parties that were quite right-wing joined. You know, you had Alevis, obviously, were big parts of it. Environmentalists 
even like social democrats and liberals and um the pirate party and stuff like that like all of the football club supporters came out um even like religious people came out and a lot of trade unions joined as well like people were pissed and also like um it, rather funny like the turkish sort of like turkish social media sites basically it's kind of like um urban dictionary but turkish yeah and they um they were even like officially dunking on the government so <laughs> it went it got really bad like uh there was a there was a kid Berkinavan, who died he was one of the 11 who died apparently i don't think that number's strictly accurate uh, but he was 15 at the time, and that became a massive point of contention as well. Um, you know, for, if like 5,000 people were arrested, but they were all acquitted because they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And um, yeah, the EU basically got big mad at Turkey. They were they were big mad because this was they were like we knew that like you know. Your uh, the, the Erdogan's a bit of a cunt, but like Jesus Christ, this is this is a bit much. Also, I've just accidentally hovered over because this is one of the cities that the protests happened in Eskisher, and I can't believe this fucking Disney ass castle they have there. Like, look at this is like straight out of fucking Disney. Yeah, I mean, if you tell me that was like at the fucking Disney theme park, I would believe you. Yeah, it looks exactly like the fucking Disney castle. What yeah. the fuck is that? Hold on, I need to find out what this is. Even the fucking, even the paths around it have a, like a, a kind of theme park vibe. It's called the Dream Chateau. Okay. Oh, come on. Come on now. You can't, you can't call it the fucking Dream Chateau. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. We, we're getting sidetracked. We're, we're doing the thing again. Yeah. So 2013 was a bit of an active year for Turkey because they had the corruption scandal. Yes. Do you remember I keep mentioning, uh, you know, the time Erdogan's son got caught on the phone asking his dad how to hide the money? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is that basically. This is that entirely. Sweet. So yeah, it was it was uh, this was the subject of quite a lot of controversy. The main controversy here is uh, isn't that like you know Erdogan's son's an idiot, but it's that they were doing deals. Basically, um, there was a lot of bribery, money laundering, corruption that centered around a Iranian businessman called Reza Zarab, who um, yeah, he, he he's just he's just a business guy, you know. He's he's just a regular old business guy, nothing to worry about. And it's uh, it was quite a big scandal. And part of the big scandal of it all was that the government, the people who were accused of corruption, really did not fucking act like they were being accused of corruption. They yeah. they they. So there's a very famous picture of uh, I think it's Egemen Bash, but I have to double check that. Where he, basically they're voting on whether to remove their parliamentary immunity so they can be uh, they can be prosecuted, and he's just casually tossing his vote for no, I'm not going to be uh, have my immunity withdrawn into the thing like it's a basketball. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone was super mad about that, and it actually resulted in quite a big uh, cabinet reshuffle because it. Uh, it really uh, caused a lot of problems. And there's a YouTube channel called Başçalan, and Başçalan's kind of funny. So in Turkish, it's kind of like a, a rhyming slang in Turkish, where um, 
Bashbakan is how you say um, how you say prime minister. Bash Chalan. Chalan means like thief. Right. So they're calling him like the prime thief. Right. And there's a and there's a lot of stuff in those in those recordings. Uh, there's one where Erdogan calls the um, the editor of a news show in Turkey and basically scolds him <laughs> over the phone for his coverage, and he basically starts crying. Not Erdogan. The fucking editor starts crying. <laughs> yeah. And I still think that guy is like statistically speaking braver than um, braver than fucking. Uh, every British journalist, because like <laughs> Boris Johnson was not calling Laura Koonsberg and demanding she like do the softest coverage in the history of the world. Yeah. That was not what was happening. I mean, this this corruption scandal. We kind of uh, so Egon Barsh was the incidentally just the uh, the Minister for European Union Affairs, which uh, he was very heavily implicated in this, and he had to be like, uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to resign, but I'm not going to publicly admit I'm resigning, <laughs> which is very funny way to go about it. It's just, just like, I'm not going to admit it. Just sneak out of the office one day and hide. Yeah, it's kind of like the reverse of that bit in Seinfeld where George quits his job and then comes back and is like, what, quitting my job? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> like, just doing the complete opposite of that. But yeah, there was a lot of corruption. Uh, the government was really heavily implicated in it. and a lot of um a lot of the controversy basically centered around the government very obviously leaning on the judiciary to be soft on them which like is obviously what was happening but you know yeah but if in case you're if in case you're wondering uh, who Erdogan blamed for it Erdogan blamed the investigation which is the corruption investigation that was done into the government on an international conspiracy Now, international you, conspiracy. Yeah, now usually when we say international conspiracy, it means uh, Jewish people. Yeah. You know, that's usually what that means. In a rare twist for Erdogan, because Erdogan absolutely does blame Jewish people for this sort of thing all the time, he actually blamed uh, a fellow called Fethullah Gulen, who is very important because he is a very uh, wealthy Islamic scholar who has a quite a bit of pull in Turkish politics, even though he lives in Pennsylvania. Do you, I mean, do you remember the, um, do you remember that footballer we talked about? The one who's driving yeah. Uber in Germany? Yeah, he's, that footballer is one of his guys. Right. Like, is considered one of his guys. And that's when he resigned. He resigned over the, um, over this, um, over this corruption scandal. And he, and then Erdogan started talking about them as like tr traitors and terrorists and stuff like that. That's where that really sort of begins, at least publicly. Yeah. And so this is, th th there's been a series of breaks for Erdogan, like quite, quite bad breaks in terms of his sort of coalition of people who are kind of uh, just sort of backing him because he's kind of the only game in town for a lot of, in a lot of cases, but. Because, like, frankly, have you seen the opposition? I mean, I, I guess it's about time that they, uh, they get over that, but still. Then in 2014, it, remember, there are still protests ongoing. It kicks off again. Do you remember when I mentioned that uh, Erdogan slapped a grieving coal miner? Yes. Yeah, that's when that happened. So there was a, a fire in a coal mine uh, in a place called Soma. It was a collapse and a fire, I believe. 
and a bunch of coal miners died. And everyone was, judging from the context I've just given, I think it's safe to say that everyone was quite worked up. Yeah, I mean, how bad was the fire in the coal mine? Because those things historically can be quite nasty. Uh, yeah, hold on. Some of mine, let me just, let me just get like a number. Yeah, the mine disaster, it killed 301 people. That's quite a few. And 486 survived, so percentage-wise it was pretty fucking devastating. Mm. And people in this town were pissed off. And they were right to be pissed off, because, frankly, this kind of workplace accident, it's not an accident. It's, um, it's the kind of thing that happens because you refuse to regulate properly. Yeah. And... Uh, Turkish trade unions at the time called it uh, called it murder, which you know it is. It is murder, and the Turkish government sort of does its thing where they're like, "We're going to have national mourning for the coal mining victims." Uh, coal mining victims, yeah, they are victims of coal mining, I suppose, but <laughs> the coal, the victims of the disaster, and Erdogan, uh, basically, uh, there's a there's a coal mining uh, company called Soma Holding, which owns the mine. People were spray painting like murderer on the building and on their buildings and stuff. Yeah. And Erdogan visits the town, and he um, he is not well received. Let's put it that way. Um, he uh, basically his car was surrounded and attacked because what he did was he showed up and he said, uh, "Yeah, you know, coal mining deaths—they're pretty normal, really, aren't they?" Which is not what you want to hear. No, I mean, that's, um, it's insensitive at best. It's, yeah, for a guy who's supposed to be such a masterful politician, it was, uh, it was ill-judged, because what happened was, and this might sound familiar from earlier episodes, is he was, his car was surrounded and attacked. This seems <laughs> to keep happening to Turkish prime ministers for some reason, uh, which happened after he, um, after he said it was normal, he was chased through the city by an angry mob. <laughs> <laughs> to hide in a shop while people were throwing rocks at him and people were shouting murderer and thief and Incredible. this is when he slapped the coal miner and actually he had an aide um, a gentleman called Yusuf Yarkal who um, started kicking a protester who was on the ground and a bit later he took sick leave because he had soft tissue trauma in his right leg <laughs> from kicking the fucking protester and in fact, there were there were calls for um, that's, uh, um one of it. Oh, sorry, that's such ahead. a cop move, that though, isn't it? Where it's like, oh yeah, I, like I did myself a mischief, like violently oppressing people. Yeah, and um, and the thing is, um, the the trade unions, one of the trade unions, I think, uh, it was Kesk who called for a general strike. Uh, because they were like, well, the problem with the coal mines is that they were privatized, which that is a problem. But there's also a problem because they're coal mines. But, you know, we're not doing a green industrial revolution in Turkey, apparently. Although maybe they maybe they will. I don't know. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? But it was uh, it was quite a quite a significant incident, let's say. Yeah. And you can, you get the sense that, like, the wheels are beginning to come off. And Now, to be fair, in any regular country. Like, if in Britain we had a, a situation where 7 million people went out on the streets to protest, that government would probably lose the next election. You know, like, they, they would probably... That's, like, the unofficial estimate is 7.5 million people came out to protest during the Gezi Park stuff. The government estimate is 3.5 million. If 3.5 million people in Britain came out to protest, 
the odds are that government is not going to do very well at the next election. Yeah. Like, there's a pretty good chance they're not going to... If there was a corruption scandal where you had actual phone calls of the Prime Minister saying to his son, hey, can you quickly hide a few million dollars for me that we got illegally? By the way, I hope no one's recording this phone call. Yeah. Like, it would... Now, while Britain's press is fucking abysmal, it would probably do some pretty substantial damage to a government. I mean, Liz Truss existing as Prime Minister has effectively killed the Conservative Party, though it does seem to be coming back to life. Um, well, I mean, that's just due to the, the fucking sterling efforts of the Labour Party. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. But, you know, the fact I imagine, that Liz Truss I imagine was enough to kill it. If that phone call happened over here, like, you know... There'd be some out like someone would get wind of it on Twitter. There'd be some outcry on Twitter that would just go and it would go unreported until it was convenient for the newspapers to like kill that prime minister. Oh yeah, because the the Boris Johnson stuff, the Partygate stuff, was mm. public knowledge. They yeah. it was in a newspaper the year before. Like I I'm I, I genuinely um get really mad about it, so I'm just gonna leave it alone. <laughs> but the the coal mine disaster as well. Imagine. Like, let's say Keir Starmer's prime minister and we still had coal mines. And Keir, there's a disaster and Keir Starmer goes there and says, you know, death's in a coal mine. Those are normal. And gets chased through the town by an angry mob. Oh, I would love like, to fucking it, see that. I mean, first of all, it would be fucking brilliant. But second of all, he would be done. It would be over. Like, yeah. we, would, we, we would be talking about when, when he's going. <laughs> right? We, we'd be, he'd be gone. <laughs> anyway, anyway. As, as fun as that is. Uh, he, but he survives actually, and he survives surprisingly well because he he um, he becomes president, which is great. Uh, because I think Turkey has presidential elections in 2014. I want to say I seem to recall. Yeah, there were tw- there were presidential elections in 2014. After all of this, Erdogan won in the first round. Wow. Because uh, yeah, well, I'm going to explain why. Because what the is Republican it, is it rigging. Well, uh, well, he won with 51... To be fair, this is one of those ones where I'm like, I kind of believe the result. Because the uh, main opposition party did a, did a fucking... They shat their pants, basically. <laughs> so, what the main opposition party decided to do was, the Republican People's Party, decided to run a joint candidate with the far-right party. Okay. Because they were the two main opposition parties. And the, and the HDP actually ran in their election for the first time and did pretty well. They got 9.76%, which is why they ran as a party at the next elections instead of as a group of independents. But they ran a gentleman called Ekmeleddin Isanoğlu, who, it turns out, there was, quite a big, uh, there was quite a big beef about him because he wasn't even born in, in Turkey. He was born in Egypt. And I'm not, I'm not doing like an Obama trufism thing. He was literally born yeah. in Egypt. That's public fact. And so there was a lot of like stuff like, does he even know the national anthem? Which again does sound like that is that is like <laughs> smearing him because he did know the national anthem. But like, um, but yeah, it was it was a whole fucking thing. And Erdogan wins, and uh, you know he wins in the first round. Uh, and basically, the they shouldn't have fucking done a joint candidate, a, a stupid joint candidate with a fucking dickhead. Yeah, dickhead far right. Now there were a lot of other dickhead parties that supported it, including the Democratic Left Party, who we are regarding as dickheads currently. <laughs> Moving them over to the dickhead column, but yeah, it's a very um, very densely populated column. It it really is, but yeah, he he fucking smashed them. That election was fucking embarrassing, like an absolutely embarrassing election for the opposition. 
in the wake of all of that, they failed to beat Erdogan in an election. Even in a rigged election, you probably could have taken it to a second round. Yeah. But they couldn't even fucking manage that. Losers. And also, you look at the list of potential candidates, and it's just a fucking clown car. They, they've basically <laughs> gone for who's well-known. Who, uh, who's who of who's somebody. And some of them are just fucking ridiculous. Like, they were going to put a Nobel Prize... One of the, one of the proposed people was a Nobel Prize-winning uh, novelist. Which, right. like, fair enough, he's very popular and well-known. But also, like, why? Does he, does he know anything about politics? Well, he's kind of, like, melty, I think. He's he's pretty pretty melty guy. But he, you know, he he's, to be fair... I think he uh, he acknowledges the Armenian genocide and that like um, Kurdish people are oppressed, which probably meant that he couldn't have been the candidate. Yeah, but yeah, he, he he's not like a bad guy. I just don't think he's a politician. He's a nerd. Yeah. And then we had the twenty to two twenty fifteen general elections, where Ahmed Davutoglu uh, became the first AKP leader in history to fail to win a majority, which is pretty embarrassing all told. He mm-hmm. lost 69 seats in that election. Nice. Yeah. And this is... Do you remember when I got like really mad about like uh, about the fascist party leader being like, oh, you know, I want to be the official opposition. It should be a Republican People's Party uh, AKP Grand Coalition. So I can be the main opposition leader. And they tried to make this fucker prime minister. They said, look, we'll even make you prime minister. We just want to get these cunts out. And he was just the most obtuse dickhead. But what happened was, because a government failed to form, they had another snap election. And what do you know? The AKP gained 8% of the vote from somewhere. Mysterious. This is the one where I think it was a bit rigged. I think yeah. this one was a bit rigged. I'm not going to lie. I think this is the one where I'm like, like, yeah, they, they gained... F- You're telling me they gained 5 million votes just because people failed to form a government? Yeah, all right then. And the turnout, turnout went up in a snap election called immediately <laughs> after the government failed to form a government. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, pretty, uh, it was pretty embarrassing, let's say. And, and also, to be fair, the thing that was really embarrassing was the way that, um, was the way that the opposition parties acted like they'd won the election, even though they came like a miserable second. Yeah. Still. They were like, we won, they don't have a majority. And look, this is not like this is not like the other occasion where a majority was denied to a to a a, politi- a, a, a dominant political party in recent British history, because uh they were within like two percent of overtaking them, right? Mm-hmm. It's a bit different. In this case, they were they were what? Like they, hold on, let me get let me get the numbers up. They were they were twenty four points behind, and they were acting like they won. Is that good? Oh no, sorry, they weren't twenty four. They were sorry. Let me correct it. They were fifteen points behind and acted like they won after they'd lost vote share. Is that good? No, it's not good. <laughs> they lost vote share after the government had a series of corruption scandals, and also their the president got accused of being a murderer by angry coal miners. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that is that uh, is that success? See, you can see why I don't think the Republican People's Party is going to win the election. I mean, it'd be can... a bit of a stretch, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's it's not it's not believable that they'll win. Just complete fucking losers and dickheads. 
And 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 to be honest, I'm glad they picked their leader as their uh, as their presidential candidate because I was really worried they'd pick like a former AKP person in the spirit of you know bipartisanship and stuff like that because that was kind of the vibe with the Ekman didn't his son all the nomination. I mean, in fairness, he outperformed both parties, but both parties were fucking miserable. So, ah. <sighs> I, we don't we don't have enough time to do the do the fake coup. Well, the fake coup, the failed coup. I shouldn't say fake. That yeah. heavily implies that I have an opinion that I don't have. <laughs> I was like the fake coup. Of course, yes, that's what I mean. Completely fake. But we'll hopefully Ben will be back for that, and I'll get to talk about the dramatics of the of the botched coup. And then we'll talk about some of the more dramatic. We'll try we'll try and pick up the pace a little bit as we get closer to the election. But it's not working. Also, I've just seen uh, the the, uh, the the um the 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 Twitter page cursed Turkish comments come up as I was wrapping up the episode. So I'll post that in the episode notes for Jamie to enjoy. But yeah, cursed Turkish comments. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's about right. So I'm not going to read that out, obviously. Yeah. Um, because it's gonna someone's gonna clip it out of context and be like, "See, that's what he really thinks." <laughs> and that would they would also misgender me as I just did to myself. So yeah. I, I'm assuming it would be a transphobe who did that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, guess that makes some sense. Right. We're gonna wrap it up here. Make sure you head on over to the bonus. Uh, mm-hmm. What did we try and talk about? The Istanbul Canal. We tried to talk about the Istanbul Canal. But, uh, and Star Wars. Uh, and Star Wars. And the Wilhelm Scream. And Rome. Uh, and Rome. A lot about HBO's Rome yeah. video coming soon. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited to write that video, actually. And, uh, yeah, I'm a- I am actually really excited about that video, but I probably, I- I'll talk for another 10 minutes about it if I get started. Yeah. So... We're wrapping up here. Let's stop. We'll catch you at the bonus if you're on the Patreon. Otherwise, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Maybe with more election updates. Maybe the graphs will have moved. Actually, we might be in the uh, we might be in the poll ban period then. So yeah. in Turkey, they um I, I should have mentioned this when we we're talking about election stuff, but they actually they make uh, basically you can't have opinion polls published in Turkey during a certain period in the election. All right, like further. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they don't want people to be unfairly influenced by opinion polls when making decisions because there is, like, a verified effect of, like, the winner effect where people yeah. want to vote for the winner, which, incidentally, may have helped and hurt a certain politician in 2017. It kind of, kind of cut both ways for him, I think. Yeah. It definitely did not help Theresa May. <laughs> like she was literally 25 points ahead at the start fucking I hell I know that was fucking wild that look that was such a good time I, and to be fair Keir Starmer bungling a 20 point lead is going to be just as good yeah although he he couldn't wait until the election well yeah um, I, I did that fallout quote right uh, once mm-hmm. the legion reaches to see it will uh, it will turn on itself Wait, what was the actual quote? Because I'm gonna, people are gonna be like real fucking Fallout New Vegas. When the Legion reaches to sea, it will turn on itself and die. Labour hasn't reached the sea yet, and it's turning on itself and dying. Incidentally, uh, words of warning for Turkey's opposition alliance: once they do their reforms to the constitution, uh, my guess is they will turn on themselves and die. <laughs> so you know, we've got that to look forward to. Man, maybe we should just become like a news podcast about Turkey, but that wouldn't make any sense. 
that would that's a pivot that actually makes less sense than just becoming a a, a, a like Asian martial arts film podcast. <laughs> anyway, enough about the future. We'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Catch you. Bye.